What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Primetime Sports Podcast, hosted by Joey Malari. So I'm coming at you live here from Chestnut Hill. Just got out of class, and during class, saw my Apple Watch got a notification that Russell Westbrook has officially been traded from the Los Angeles Lakers to the Utah Jazz. I'm going to give you a breakdown of the deal and then give you my thoughts on Russell Westbrook and what his future will look like. He will expect it to be bought out by the Utah Jazz, so he'll be a free agent and go wherever he wants. And I apologize here for the noise, um, just on the sidewalk here, right by the reservoir at BC. So I apologize for the noise, uh, but for the time being, got to get this episode done, obviously, and give you my thoughts. So let me break down the deal overall, and then give you my thoughts, and then talk about Russell Westbrook and his future. So the Los Angeles Lakers received D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, and Jared Vanderbilt. Beasley and Vanderbilt, two of those pieces, uh, were involved in that Utah Jazz trade and the Minnesota Timberwolves trade over the summer that sent Rudy Gobert from the Utah Jazz to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Now, Beasley and Vanderbilt will be playing for their third team in just about a season and a half now. They will be heading to the Los Angeles Lakers in that deal with D'Angelo Russell. So all three of those players played together in Minnesota at one point before Vanderbilt and Beasley were traded from the Minnesota Timberwolves to the Utah Jazz to land Rudy Gobert in Minnesota. On the year, though, when we talk about Beasley and Vanderbilt, Beasley and Vanderbilt uh, are averaging 13.4 8.3 points per game, respectively. 13 a game for Beasley, 8.3 for Vanderbilt. Averaging 3.6 rebounds a game, that is Beasley. Vanderbilt's been pretty good on the glass this year, 8 rebounds a game. Averaging 2.3 offensive rebounds a game, uh, which obviously the Lakers could use that. And the Lakers have been making deals to help out Anthony Davis in the paint, getting Rui Hachimura. Obviously, having Thomas Bryant down in the paint helps as well. And now they get another guy, Jared Vanderbilt, a forward who can help you out down there too. Vanderbilt on the year is shooting 33% from three. Malik Beasley, 36% from three. Overall, both have played 55 and 52 games on the year, so both guys have stayed healthy the entire season. For a Utah Jazz team, that's been surprising this year. 27 and 28, no one expected them to be around 500 and be in the chance uh, or have a chance to go to the playoffs in a play-in game. No one really expected that. So, obviously, pretty interesting uh, to see the development of the Utah Jazz, and now they're getting more trade pieces. they got Russell Westbrook in this trade, Juan Toscano Anderson, Damian Jones, and a first-round pick. Russell Westbrook is expected to be bought out, though. Uh, and then Minnesota will be receiving Mike Conley, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, and then three second-round picks. And I'm going to break down each of those plays' stats on the year. I'll start off with D'Angelo Russell, who was originally a Laker. He's drafted out of Ohio State, second overall to the Los Angeles Lakers, and he'll be heading back there now, again, playing for the Lakers for a second stint now. Uh, in, I'm going to break down his stats overall on the year. He is averaging 17.9 points per game, 6.2 assists, 3.1 rebounds, averaging 1.1 steals per game, shooting 46.5% from the floor and 39% from three and 85.6% from the free throw line in 54 starts this year for Minnesota, who was 29-28 during the time with D'Angelo Russell as a starter for them. But the one interesting thing about this move is that the Lakers really, really haven't had really many shooters around LeBron James, and LeBron James, over his career, has thrived off having guys to kick the ball out to. Ray Allen. James Jones, who had some spurts off the bench, nothing crazy, but Kyle Corver and Ray Allen are the two big ones. J.R. Smith could hit some threes. And even Catavius Caldwell Pope in the bubble hit some huge threes for the Lakers. The Lakers need better shooting. That's what they get getting D'Angelo Russell. So that's the Lakers' return. Russell, Beasley, and Vanderbilt. Utah's getting Russell Westbrook. And I'm the biggest Russell Westbrook fan, but I'm so happy to see him leaving L.A. And that's the Lakers. I hope, he, hope he's a clipper at the end of the day. But I'm happy to see him leaving the Lakers. He was the scapegoat. His entire tenure with the Lakers, just two years now, a season and a half, and he's a scapegoat the entire time he was there. Everyone's blaming Russell Westbrook. Let's talk about the rest of the roster. I mean, I know they traded some pieces to get him, and they traded a lot of different draft picks and players to make that deal happen. But at the end of the day, 
you got to look at it. Russell Westbrook was not the problem. He was not the problem. Yes, he's easy to blame because he's only averaging 16 points per game. And for a guy that's you know, typically in the 20s, yes, it's a low-scoring uh, average on the season. He's averaging 15.9 points, 6.2 rebounds, 7.5 assists per game. And now he's 34 years old. He's not the player he once was. But what Russell Westbrook will give you is everything he's got in the tank. And that's why I respect him. People can say all you want. Say all you want that Russell Westbrook, oh, overrated. He doesn't show up. Well, let's talk about last night. LeBron James breaks the all-time scoring record surpassing former Laker Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for the number one spot. Now LeBron James is number one in points and top five in assists. Pretty uh, amazing, obviously, considering how great of a career he's had. He's never really faulted at all. He's 38 years old in his 20th season, and he's still putting up elite numbers. So congratulations to LeBron James. And in my eyes, he's the greatest of all time. I know Michael Jordan's in the conversation. I know there's some other players in the conversation people could mention as well, but I think it's really just between Michael Jordan and LeBron James. I'm taking LeBron James all day. I think LeBron James is the most dominant player ever, and to be doing what he's doing in year 20 at 38 years old is just spectacular. So last night, he broke the all-time scoring record, had 38 points, and he had 36 to break it. Had 38 points last night, seven rebounds and three assists with three steals, shooting 13 and 20 from the four and four, six from three. But let's talk about Russell Westbrook. 27 points, four rebounds, eight assists, a block, two steals, and shot 10 of 19 from the floor, along with four of seven from three. Let's talk about Russ. In the fourth quarter, the Lakers found themselves going into the fourth quarter down, right? They found themselves down going into the fourth quarter by five points. What did Russell Westbrook do in the fourth quarter? He gave you his best fourth quarter performance of the season, doing everything he could to try to make sure LeBron James had a chance to win the game on the night he broke the all-time scoring record. Russell Westbrook was elite in the fourth quarter, 14 points. 14 points for Russell Westbrook, and there was no one else trying as hot as him on defense and offense to try to get the Lakers back in the game. So Russell Westbrook still has some left in the tank, and that's why I want him on the Clippers. The Clippers need a point guard. Terrence Mann's been stepping in as the point guard as of late with Reggie Jackson losing minutes and John Wall being hurt. But the Clippers still need another point guard. I would love to see Russell Westbrook on the Clippers. He grew up in California. Obviously, it didn't work out with him in the Lakers. But I would love to see him in a Clippers uniform since I still think he's a lot left in the tank. And he, and he fits that Clipper mentality, that dog mentality that every Clipper player has. Terrence Mann, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Reggie Jackson. They give you everything they've got on every single possession. Robert Covington, another big one. They give you everything they have on every single possession. That's why I would love to see Russell Westbrook potentially on the Clippers, as I said. There will be some teams pursuing him, including the Miami Heat, who definitely could use him. They were interested in him during the offseason and even during the season as well. I know he's friends with Jimmy Butler, so obviously that could be a good move. The Clippers are involved, which obviously he played in Oklahoma City with uh, Paul George. And Paul George and Russell Westbrook are still good friends. I'm sure that's definitely a possibility. I'd love to see it happen. And then you also have the Chicago Bulls that are interested as well. Russell Westbrook will be a free agent at the end of this season, so he's only going to be a rental for all these teams. But consider you don't have to pay him the $47 million a year that the Lake is, and now the Utah Jazz are going to have to give him in a buyout. It's not a bad deal picking him up and getting him basically for free without giving up any draft picks and just adding him into your lineup and seeing what you get out of him. And I'd love to see him in a Clippers uniform. He signed a five-year max, super max deal, and he's been on five teams now. Five teams during that run since the Supermax deal. Oklahoma City, for one year at the end of his tenure with Oklahoma City, he was on that five-year deal, signed it with them, only played one season for them on it. Then the Houston Rockets for one year. Then the Washington Wizards for one year. Then the Los Angeles Lakers for a season and a half. And now the Utah Jazz is the fifth team that Russell Westbrook is on, even though he's technically not going to even play a game for them he's bought out. But that's five teams for Russell Westbrook that he's been a part of since signing that five-year Supermax deal with the Oklahoma City Thunder in his last season in OKC. 
So now I'm going to talk about the rest of the deal and what was also involved. So Utah got Russell Westbrook, Juan Toscano, Anderson, and Damian Jones with the first-round pick as well, which I believe is the 2027 first-round pick for the Lakers, which will be protected from picks one through four. But So they get Russell Westbrook, or they're going to buy out. Toscano Anderson and Damian Jones with two free agent signings for the Lakers this past offseason. The Lakers got uh, Toscano Anderson from the Golden State Warriors. They signed him to a smaller free agent deal. And he really has been out of the rotation, though, for the most part. He really hasn't got too many minutes for them. 12.2 minutes per game, averaging 2.7 points, 0.8 assists, and then also two rebounds per game, shooting 20% from the three-point line, 4 of 20 on the year, and 50% from the floor, 33 of 26. And 30 games played, with seven of those being starts for Toscano Anderson. Then you got Damian Jones, who the Lakers picked up in the same offseason, this past offseason over the summer, where they got... Damian Jones from the San Antonio Spurs. He's played in 22 games on the year for the Lakers, making one start, shooting 75% from the free throw line, 54.1% from the floor overall, averaging eight minutes per game, two and a half points, 0.2 assists, and two and a half rebounds to go along with 0.5 blocks. So overall, the Lakers gave up in this deal. Russell Westbrook, Juan Toscano Anderson, Damian Jones, and a first-round pick. And they get back in return, D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, and Jared Vanderbilt. And then Minnesota will be getting Mike Conley, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, and three second-round picks in the deal. And I'm going to break down how Mike Conley's been playing on the year and then also add in some about Nikhil Alexander-Walker and let you know my thoughts on both those players. So Mike Conley on the year, averaging 10.7 points per game, 7.7 assists, two and a half rebounds to go along with one steal per game. He's shooting 40.8% from the floor, 36.2% from three and 81% from the free throw line in 43 games played, making 42 starts for the Utah Jazz this year. As I said, a surprise team at 27 and 28 with just about 30 games left to go in the season, 27 games to be exact left in the year. And then you have Nikhil Alexander-Walker, who's averaging 14.7 minutes per game on the year for the Jazz, 6.3 points, 2.1 assists, 1.6 rebounds, shooting 48.8% from the floor and overall on the year 40.2% from three. So it's not a bad return there considering Minnesota could definitely use a little more shooting help. And then you get Mike Conley to help facilitate in that offense. With three point guards being moved in this deal, D'Angelo Russell, Russell Westbrook, Mike Conley. That leaves starting point guard positions available in Los Angeles and Minnesota. And then for Utah, they will be getting rid of Russell Westbrook in a buyout. So that's the deal overall. Now I'm going to give my thoughts about Russell Westbrook and where I think he ends up. I think he's going to be a hot commodity on the market. Now the teams do not have to give up a draft pick and don't even have to pay him the money that he was getting from the Los Angeles Lakers in that Supermax deal, the fifth year of that deal that he signed in Oklahoma City. I think there's going to be a lot of teams that want him. I think there's going to be a lot of teams that want him. And these are playoff teams. The Los Angeles Clippers, Miami Heat, Chicago Bulls obviously are struggling on the year. They're not really on the same level as those other two teams. But Miami and the Clippers are both in win-now mode. I think the Clippers are in win-now mode more than any team right now considering Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are in year four in L.A. since Paul George was traded to the Los Angeles Clippers from the Oklahoma City Thunder and a big deal. And then also that same day overnight, the Kawhi Leonard signing happened where Kawhi Leonard was a free agent after winning the NBA Finals with the Toronto Raptors and then ended up moving to the Los Angeles Clippers and signing with them overnight. And I know a lot of people come at Paul George for that deal and they say, look at everything the Oklahoma City Thunder gave up in that deal. You gave up all those draft picks and Shea Gilgis-Alexander to get Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. It wasn't just to get Paul George. Kawhi Leonard made it very clear, if you get Paul George, I will be there. And that's what happened. It was a sign-and-trade, basically, where you sign Kawhi Leonard and you trade for Paul George. You get both guys on your team. And that's what the Clippers did, and they're in win-now mode right now. They're in win-now mode. They've won eight of the last ten games. They're starting to find their footing, and hopefully they continue it tonight. They'll be playing the Dallas Mavericks tonight in Kyrie Irving's debut 
As a Dallas Maverick, this game will be hosted, though, by the Los Angeles Clippers, so it won't be Kyrie's debut in Dallas just yet, but his debut as a Dallas Maverick will be tonight at 10 o'clock. As to the Clippers, though, I think Russell Westbrook would be a great fit. I know he's had his shooting woes, but no one's going to play as hot as Russell Westbrook. He's a lot better a defender, though, than Reggie Jackson's been able to give the Clippers this year, and then also John Wall as well. John Wall's been hurt a ton, and then Reggie Jackson's kind of fallen out of the rotation, even though with the minutes he's been getting, he's been playing solid. And Terrence Mann, although I love him, and I love him getting more minutes, I'd like to see him getting more minutes as a shooting guy, not to bring the ball up. Maybe you get a guy like Russell Westbrook, he'll bring the ball up and maybe help facilitate the offense. So we'll see where Russell Westbrook goes. Hopefully he's a Los Angeles Clipper, but we'll see in the coming days which team Russell Westbrook will be playing for. And now this will be his fifth team that he suited up for in the last five years. And it'll be the sixth organization that he's a part of since even though he's not going to play for the Utah Jazz, that's just another team that Russell Westbrook has been tied to since signing a five-year Supermax deal in OKC. And I know last night there were reports that Russell Westbrook and Davin Ham, the head coach of the Lakers, had a feud at one point during the game at halftime when Russell Westbrook didn't want to come out during the second quarter. He tried to stay on the court as long as he could, ends up getting pulled out of the game and subbed out. Then they had an argument, I guess, in the locker room during halftime. And by the end of the game, I guess, as they left the arena, both guys consoled each other and dapped up. But maybe that's part of the reason that they got rid of Russell Westbrook today was it was either Russ was going to be traded or they're just going to get rid of him since maybe the feud and the dynamics of the entire locker room just were not going well. You never want to see a player fighting with a coach, but obviously it's a part of the game. You obviously have a lot of emotions and you're locked in and Russell Westbrook's always playing very locked in and has the highest energy of any player on the court always. Russell Westbrook will never be walking back on defense uh, in a three-on-one. He'll always be hustling. You'll, you'll always see Russell Westbrook hustling. That's what I love about him. So I'd love to see him on the Clippers, but we'll see where he ends up in the next few days, and I'll keep you guys posted as always. And one last thing I want to note before I close this episode is that the Utah Jazz now after that trade have 15 unprotected or lightly protected first-round picks through 2029. That's according to Woj of ESPN. They have 15 unprotected or lightly protected first-round picks through the year 2029. So you see what the Jazz are doing. They're obviously building for the future and trying to get draft picks and get draft capital. And for a team that's just about 500 right now and they're still building for the future while still competing, I mean, they're not a championship team right now, but they're still competing enough to maybe be in a playing game. It's very impressive what Danny Ainge has done there in Utah. And obviously we'll see what happens with their draft picks. Oklahoma City and Utah are going to have every draft pick in the NBA draft for the next 10 years, considering how many trades both those teams have made getting picks back in return for players and getting back what they can at the end of the day and chewing players' contracts just to get draft picks. And that's what Utah's doing here with Russell Westbrook. They're chewing Russell Westbrook's contract just to get a draft pick out of it, with that being the Lakers' first-round pick in 2027. And that first-round pick is going to probably be valuable considering LeBron James will be gone by 2027 and it could be a high pick, although it is protected one through four, picks one through four in the draft. It probably will be a good draft pick considering the Lakers' win-now mode is while LeBron James is still a Laker, and that's probably only going to be another two years or three years or so. And that's why the Lakers made this deal. That's why they made this deal. You get Vanderbilt, who can help you on the defensive end, and then you get Malik Bees, who can play both ways, offensively and defensively, can help you on both sides of the floor. So that's why the Lakers made this move, and I think they probably get the best return by any team in this deal at the end of the day. I think they did pretty well for themselves in this deal. Anyways, it does conclude this episode. Thank you guys so much for taking the time to listen to this. As always, I appreciate it. Hope you guys have a good one. Thank you.